What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Laura's not here today. Jorge's here, but that means Greg is supposed to have content, and I'm going to believe you have it, Greg. What do you got? I do have content, George. Blindly. Yay! I just went with that. There we go. Woo-hoo. Did you kiss your Uber driver? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I'm not, Laura. Oh. Did you and this is not about Aaron room. Hank, so don't worry about any of that either. Uh, did you take a Look at off? you. Look at you. <laughs> All right, make this good then. All right, well, in 2022, Walt Disney World is opening up a Star Wars-themed hotel. It's called Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. Okay. The, the only thing weird about it is that, that once you get in, you cannot leave. It is a fully immersive three-day, two-night experience that involves operating a spaceship, going to battle, and much, much more. The hotel is anything but a vacation. Um, there's just a lot of things that are, that are going on there. You even have cell phones that you have to go to resistance meetings that are like... Um, uh, those rooms, what are they called? The uh, escape rooms. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. It's like an escape room. So, are you in or out on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, being stuck in there for three days with this? Whew. You keep oh, using dear. the word "stuck." Not I, stuck. How am I supposed to think, Joy? You keep saying "stuck." I know, right? Well, Dude, that is not necessarily helping. You're like leading the I witnesses. Feel. That's how yeah. I feel about it. Man. That would be like objectionable in a courtroom. No way, man. Is there any booty on this ship? Of course there is. <laughs> All right. Okay, I can stay then. I could never do this. I could never, ever, ever do this. I'd be in there for like one day and I'd be like dying. Like, get me out of here. I could never do it. I, I just, I don't it's have the patience. It's just quarantine, but in a hotel. I don't know, man. I just don't know that I could get all dressed up as Darth Vader and I could play on spaceships. There's I, other I, characters. You could dress know, as Princess I, the, Leia. The whole time. Well, Princess Leia would work or, or you know, maybe somebody else. I mean, maybe I am going to be R2-D2. I don't know. I Listen, LZ, I'm telling you right now, George, there's no chance. At one day into this thing, I'm freaking out like, get me out of here. Uh, I think it sounds cool. I, I would love it. My wife, uh, much like you, Kaplan, would not be thrilled. Uh, she uh, she jokes that when my daughter wants to watch Star Wars, she's like, you can watch nerd stuff with your dad. Um, but, you know, whatever. It's all good. Like, I, I would totally do it. The kids are going to want to do that eventually, and she's just going to have to suck it up and deal with it. So, Do you tell her that? Yeah, yeah. She knows it. It's not like I have to tell her. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's kind of unsaid, you know, but, I mean, it just is what it is. Mm. You know? LZ, you in on this? I mean, come on. I mean, LZ, he, Star Wars? He, he, he's like, know, that's first, all you he, needed to hear. He, I know, but he first asked, his first question is, was is there's there booty? booty? Right. Yeah. I need to know if there's booty. Booty? Okay, check. Check. I can go. Okay, fair enough. I can go. Done deal. Done Let's deal. go. Go save the galaxy. Let's do it. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Uh, good times. All right, so real quick, before we get to the issues at hand. And I know that there are people on the phone that want to chime in. If you didn't hear what we talked about earlier, I was on the jump today with Mark Spears and Mark laid out how he spoke to a Lakers source that basically said to him, yo, LeBron's playing on one leg. Okay. So he said this on national television today and he's, you know, Mark suggested, not the source that he's like, yo man, if it's that bad, the way it was described to me, maybe it's uh, he needs like some rest if they can win game one. Now, as you believe, try to get through the series as quickly as possible. Uh, I could understand that, but we did ask for calls and get people's thoughts on what they saw yesterday, what level of concern did they have, because in theory, they were the better team. I mean, they were um, the betting favorite on that game yesterday by a decent margin. Five and a half points. Yeah, it was a it was a nail-biter. Literally, LeBron saved their behinds. Speaking of booty, uh, saved their booties. <laughs> With one eyeball, he saved their booties, and, uh, and, and you know they move on. 
and they get some, you know, some rest here for the next couple of days. But that part of the equation is concerning listening to Mark today uh, on the jump. But before I get to that, it is National Streaming Day. What is your favorite, and I'd love to hear from the audience here, but let's go around the room here real quick. What is your favorite streaming show? A show that you either watch or watched on streaming that you're like, this is my show, I love this show, I got this, I'm glad I have this service because of this show. All right, I'll jump, I'll go, here it goes, you ready? Go, uh, yes. Ozark on Netflix is well, like good the, one. Is the kind of show where I'm like, when's it back, give me more, I can't believe how the last season ended. In the last 10 seconds, you completely blew my mind. Get me back to Ozark on Netflix. Hmm. I'm going to go with Tiger King. <laughs> really? You want another Tiger King, or you just want to watch the same one? I will watch the same one. Because okay. I know I missed some stuff. Right. Carol I mean, Baskin. It, it, was, it was such a phenomenon for so many different reasons. And it was really an entertaining. You know, maybe it's because we were trapped with masks on our face for all those months. Maybe that did it too, but I wouldn't mind. So, yeah, give me the Tiger King as far as a streaming show. Yeah. See, I'm going to go with The Mandalorian. We were just talking about Star Wars. It kind of, it, you know, yep. it helped me, it helped remind me. Um, I didn't know if I was going to love it, right? And then the first season I, I saw it, I saw. I was behind like three episodes. I got I got caught up, and then I watched ever since. And then the second season I thought was excellent as well. So, I, you know, The Mandalorian to me is one of the few things that I go and I stream regularly, right? And I even go back and watch episodes. Um, so, you know, yeah. streaming services that you pay for that you don't right, use? Right, right. That and that's th on Disney+. Plus. But, yeah. do you, but do you have any streaming services that you don't use that you still pay for? Um, and I don't know. Even... I mean, somebody uses them, whether it's me or my wife or even the kids, right? Like, you know, the kids certainly watch Disney Plus way more than I do. Um, my little guy is into this show called Bluey. Um, and it's, it's basically like, uh, like an Australian family, and they're all dogs. It's kind of cute, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of cute. But really? it's funny because my son usually is really good at wanting to watch sports with me. Like, he'll be like, Daddy, b-ball? And I'll be like, yeah, b-ball, let's go. Let's see what's on, you know? And then yesterday, he pulled the okey-doke on me for the first time. He was watching Bluey, and uh, the Lakers game was on in the first quarter. Like, literally just on. Like, we had just got, you know, gotten, you know, we'd gone off the air a little while earlier. And he's like, Daddy, b-ball? And I'm like, yeah. And he's, like, telling me to sit down. So I sit down. He pats the couch. I sit down. I flip over to the Laker game. And all of a sudden, he goes, no, Bluey. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what is happening here? And Briones, you can understand this oh, with a small yeah, child. Man. Oh, yeah. Got oh, sucked in. Yeah. You the guys trick you, man. They trick you. You guys see these finalists that's just been announced? I have. I was going to get to that in a little Awards. bit. Uh, yeah, I was going to get to that in a little bit. Um, Briones, what, uh, what is the streaming uh, thing that you watch that I you have, have to two. watch? Uh, Sons of Anarchy is one. That's oh, good dude. One. And then uh, Mayans, I'm following that. I'm season two right Isn't now. Isn't that like, is that a prequel or a sequel or no, whatever? That's supposed to be like a just a separate one. But it's the same people, no? Uh, it started with the same people. Then some right. people got fired. and yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh, okay. So now, you know, you like Sons of Anarchy, huh? Yeah, yeah, pretty double show. You guys ever seen that show? Anybody seen that? I, I, I know that Peggy Bundy's in it. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got a buddy of mine who's in that show, and um, he and I are supposed to go fishing together this Saturday. Now, there's mm. another thing, like the Star Wars Hotel. I'm dreading. I don't want to go. He called me today. He said to me, he goes, hey, man, um, the winds may not cooperate. The, the, the trip may get canceled. And I'm like, good. I mean, uh, oh, that's too bad. I mean, let me know what happens. Cause I don't want to go out if it's not going to be sunny, warm, and, uh, and the seas are going to be calm. I mean, if there's any turbulence of any kind, 
12 hours. Do you hours. get seasick? That's not even about getting seasick. It's just like, do I really want to be out there in the middle of the ocean fishing for 12 hours on a Saturday? I was trying to be nice when I got invited. I was like, all right, yeah, I'll go. I like you. You were in Sons of Anarchy. That's cool. But now I'm like, um, I don't really want to go. But I'm stuck. Help me. Is it mm. deep deep sea fishing? Yeah, deep sea oh, fishing. This yeah. is the guy who played Filthy Phil. You been oh, to the, you yeah. Got that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Reed, good guy. Good fisherman. Well, have fun, dog. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'll bring you guys back some tuna. Yeah. Uh, Greg, what is yours? <laughs> So the only reason that I have Apple TV and I actually love it is for Ted Lasso. Oh man! It, because it was just such an incredible show, and love Ted there's Lasso. not a lot great on Apple TV. So, fits love right Ted into your Lasso. narrative that you're going there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Anybody all right, watch that? Anybody watch Ted Lasso? Or I, I have not, I, but I've been meaning to watch it because um, I don't have Apple TV. But they sent me the DVDs. The SAG folks sent me the DVDs, so I may watch it. Put it in my like, my PlayStation. I don't have a DVD player. I have a PlayStation though, so yeah, it plays say, that. Really, DVD, yeah. man. No, no, but your play. I have a PlayStation, so it plays DVDs. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's go to the phones. LeBron on one leg, according to Mark Spears. What is the level of concern with that now? Jason in the Valley. Man, you guys, I'm very worried, and I wasn't until last night. Um, I've been relaxing with some, uh, you know, herbal relaxation, really zoned into the game, and I just couldn't stop focusing that LeBron is literally like 65%. Um, he didn't want to use the uh, foot. He, you know, every time that he wanted to stuff the ball, I was just so scared. When he got hit in the face, I I swore it was his ankle again, and we were done. Mm-hmm. Um, it really took my fiance like ten minutes to convince me otherwise. While they're going over the whole thing, <laughs> I was, I, I was, I was very, very, very secure until yesterday, when I see Anthony, Anthony Davis and Drummond basically bumping into each other, uh, becoming a disadvantage over any advantage. I'm getting worried, guys. Caruso, I, I mean, I, I love Caruso. He's the, he's the goal right now. He's doing what he has to do to get things done, watching him chase uh, Seth Curry around, uh, like Ramona said earlier, like a mosquito. I couldn't believe it. But, man, I see LeBron on – it just reminds me of when Kobe got hurt, and I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, it's not ideal. It's certainly not ideal, man. That's for sure. Um, I mean, the whole thing rests on his health. That's it. We, well, we how's got that it. different from anybody else? Right. I mean, listen. Well, but look, <laughs> I mean, if you don't have LeBron, you're, if you you're, don't have your best player, you're probably not winning a championship. That's just pretty true for everybody. Right. Pretty simple. Listen, as, as great as Caruso was at times during this game, one of my favorite parts of the game was um, about two minutes to go in the first half, and he alley-ooped a ball to himself, and uh, and the Lakers were down by about nine at that point. But still, if LeBron can't go. This is not a championship team. That's it. So that's why we all got to hope that this thing holds up. But to the report today that from within inside the Lakers, he's playing on one right. leg. Okay, listen, listen, we, we got to shift this conversation. We, we got to shift it now. We have to shift it because there's so many other aspects to what happened last night besides, you know, LeBron's ankle that I think are way more fascinating. Okay, and, like what? And, and, for instance, we now know specifically who Frank Vogel believes is his closeout defense. And what does that mean for Dennis, who could not stay on the floor and kept getting pulled out for Alex Caruso? That was one thing. Chris Harold, what did he play, 10 minutes last night? 
Ten uh, well, minutes. The yep. big men aren't going to be able to stay on the floor. Yeah. But it's not just about the big men because I just talked about Dennis. There is a very clear defensive team that I believe Frank Vogel showed us last night. And that was the defensive team that got us back in it. And Kuz was part of that defensive team, which is telling us something about his development and about what Frank Vogel thinks of how he's grown since last year. Because if I told you Kuz was going to be part of a defensive closeout lineup, you would have laughed at me two seasons ago. You probably would have snickered at me last year. But no. there he was. Why would we and snicker he was, you last year? He was a big part of what they did in the finals last year. But, but the defensive team is what I'm referring to. The defensive squad. I, I sat there and I was like going, all right, Frank, I see you. We may not be bringing Dennis back. This is because if we can't keep Dennis on the floor, when we just like Andre Drummond was played off the floor, Dennis was played off the floor. Montrez Harrell was played off the floor. Wesley Matthews was in the game for his defense. So I, I, I feel as if there are other aspects of what happened last night that didn't just reveal what the Lakers' chances are for this season, but also sort of informed me a little bit about what may be the construction of this team going forward. Because there's no reason to keep guys around if you can't turn to them to shut players down. I, I know, but all those are things that we, you know, and, and I'm not disagreeing with you. And I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, all the, the questions about next year, like, you can't be worried about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least not right now. Can you? Well, I said that revealed things with both this championship run, but also going towards the future. We saw images of Rob Palenka. You think he's only thinking about this year? No, I, I get that. But I'm saying, like, right now, the focus for Frank and the group is what I'm saying. It, it should be on a, a, a now. You know what I mean? Like, who can play right now? Which I agree with you is a, is a concern. It's what we've been talking about. Like, I, you know, it's why when, you know, I was more tempered when Andre Drummond came here and I was like, there are going to be some matchups. He's not going to be, you know, someone that's going to be fruitful for you on the floor. Oh, I just so, started talking to Greg, so we got to wrap Oh, you just is that what we're going to do now? We should do that as a bit. Like the minute he says rap, <laughs> rap like everybody, everybody just, it doesn't matter. Stop. Right, just shut up. Stop. That's going to happen Stop. from now on. Great. Rap, so, means, rap means, you know, wrap up your thoughts and move on. It doesn't no, mean no, break no, right no, then. No, no, no. I think no, it's I much rap, funnier. All right. Very rigid. I if LZ, I hey, great. Stopped. We'll be on time. Yeah. It, it, I, I'll say this. I think it was much funnier the way LZ did it. And I think from now on, that's the way we're going to do it. So if you're listening in the audience now and you want to hear really funny, awkward radio, the minute you hear us in the middle of a word and we stop, it's because Greg told us to rap. It's not that any of us dropped off. It's just that literally Greg told us to rap. Now, maybe sometimes it is that one of us dropped off. But more times than not, it's probably going to be because Greg told us to rap. We'll be on clock. So great. Greg, you're supposed to rap. Yeah, seriously, dude. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Well, I think if that's the case, I mean, we, I mean, there wouldn't be any, I mean, how many things actually go the way Greg wants it to? Like, none, let's be real here. Apparently none, especially all day today. And nice song choice too, by the way. Very nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. What does this remind you of? So this is like some old school REO Speedwagon, you know? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to keep on loving you. Uh. Mm -hmm. Cause you're the only thing I'm going to do. Yeah. Mm. That was really know. good. That boy got talent. That's good. That so, guys, good. That's good. I um, have been working pretty much nonstop since four this morning. But as you know, I'm committed to the gym. Mm -hmm. So, at 3.05, I decided to run over to the, the condo unit's gym for a quick half-hour workout. Just to is get this, something. Is, is this in. the reveal that you were going to reveal to us off oh, yeah, here that this you is decided my to do on the air? This no. is my confession. Yeah. Yeah. So, I go and I do my little workout. Great little sweat. Mm -hmm. Get back. It's 3.40. I'm yeah. like, I got time to take a shower? Yeah. Plenty of time. I'm going to take a shower. Yeah. 3.40 in the afternoon? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got 15 minutes before we hit the air. You're good. Correct. Minutes. Yeah. So I turn on the hot water. I start taking a shower. And I start <laughs> getting caught up in the music that's playing. Uh-oh. <laughs> and so at 3.54, and I'm still soaking wet, I realize I got to get... In, in front of the mic. So you did the show naked, basically, the first hour. No, I had a towel on the entire time. Oh, okay. I had a towel on. The entire time until when? Um, until this last commercial break. Because nice. then I got comfortable. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it actually show. feels fine. Yeah. I was like, I should always do the show just in my towel. Yeah. But then I thought, that's how Jeffrey Tubin got in trouble, so I probably right. should do that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and you are don't want to be Tubin. Are you coming out of the shower kind of ashy? You got to you know, get the, the butter out or what? Do you understand how ash works, my friend? I mean, I know how it works on me. Well, how does know? it work on you? Well, when I get dry, you know, after I dry, and, I'm, and it sounds like you were sitting there kind of drip drying. Doesn't sound like you toweled off. Kind of sounds like you had to hurry up, wrap a towel around you, and then you were all soaking wet. And so then all of a sudden, now you drip dry, you air dry. And then I look down at my legs, and I'm like, I'm kind of ashy. I need some lotion. So you've talked a lot about buttery lotion. Talk to us. You said buttery lotion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say you try. So I'm yeah. going to give you an olive branch. Yeah, yes. I mean, butter, lotion, I'm combining the two things, you know. Do you moisturize after the shower is the question. So normally I do moisturize after the shower. Right. Now it takes a little bit longer than, you know, just coming out the shower, air drying, then you're ashy. It takes a lot longer for the moisture to completely strip away from your body, but you're not far off path, you know cap you're not too far off path i like to get moisturized as my skin is still moistured to lock in that moisture just a little bit longer see i understand that i'll go with that but yeah, i'm I, I didn't moisturize so what right. i'm going to do is re-shower again after the show <laughs> so that i can moisturize because i'm going out because it's my anniversary and i'm trying to get a piece and i just feel hey man like, really huh. do you yeah. Well, actually, I wasn't. I was going to do him, but I, I right. That's true. Well, do yeah. do something. Do yeah. something. Yes, I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I just need really? to moisturize first. Yeah. Yeah. No, doing better. you on your anniversary is actually very yeah, yeah. boring. That's, that's yeah. actually heading. It's kind of sad. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to try and get a piece, yeah. and you're going to give up a piece. Am I get Am I getting this right? There you go. What you're getting is too close to comfort. You, you got to back up. <laughs> get back in your lane. <laughs> Your TMIs are caps. All caps. No pun intended.
Normally TMI is kind of like, yeah, but no, yours got like exclamation points instead of periods between the T, the M, and the I. But that's you, and I've grown I've grown to love you that way. Like it is kind of funny. I like to know the details. It is kind of funny. Like you, you, but LZ, is it? Does it surprise you? Because the man just said he went in other people's refrigerators. Like so, this should not surprise you. It does not surprise me, but not anymore, at least. Yeah. But the thing is, is that. You know, I'm a habitual line tower. Yeah. I get my toe to the line. Yeah. Cap is a line stepper over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants to know where the line is so he can ignore it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you, George, you try to pretend like there isn't a line because if you realize there's a line, then you realize that we're getting off the rails. So you yeah. just go, no lines. No lines. No lines, lines, no rails. Yeah. But I appreciate the, uh, the admission here today of the, uh, hey, look, it was... 354 i was enjoying a nice hot shower i was into the music then all of a sudden i remembered oh damn we're gonna start the show i thought i had plenty of time and so for the previous hour and change to uh to be you know be in the towel and you know tell us finally i think that's cool appreciate that i have a similar uh confession to make if i may yes, um, yes you may it's uh, a confession i how about have, you do this can you save it for the next segment i can Everybody okay, let's should make a confession that. today. We should do confession on this Wait, show. No, 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 no. Greg didn't say rap. I'm looking at the text right now. No, I, I know, but it, it is time to go because I got to do a live read here too. Oh, fine. Yeah. There we go. All right. Uh, plus, we have people on hold still that want to chime in on the Lakers yesterday and everything that we've discussed to this point, whether it's uh, who was in the rotation, who was out, the level of concern moving forward, LeBron's injury, yada, the Suns, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We got all those people want to chat about that. So, LZ, I thought of you today because I know you were talking about Lollapalooza. And keep the Stevie Nicks song playing for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw another festival uh, is, is going to be playing in the, in the fall, the Austin City Limits Festival, right? The ACL. It's kind of a pretty mm-hmm. big festival. Yes, it and is. Guys like, you know, George Strait, right? You know, he's Texas, right? I get it. Billie Eilish. Your girl Miley is going to be at that one, too. And your girl Erica Badu, right, is one of the headliners. Now, one of the headliners is Stevie Nicks, okay? And look, I love Stevie Nicks. And, and I, this song, Edge of 17, is one of my favorites um, in the Stevie Nicks compilation, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering, like, when was the last time Stevie Nicks was, like, performing, performing? She may have done like an award show or something. Because that you know? worries me when somebody hasn't performed in a while to do something like that, you know? Yeah, well, you ain't got to worry about me. I'm not going to go see no Stevie Nicks anyway. Not from right. the plane. But I'm just talking about in general, like, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be her specifically, but because she was one of the headliners of this thing, it reminded me of like, you know, like, it's scary when somebody hasn't been out there in a minute. Like, you know, we saw Mariah. Remember, you, we were joking about New Year's earlier, and I was joking about Busta Rhymes. But remember that New Year's Mariah was out there, and she forgot the words to her own damn song? Well, listen, I do believe that the jokes about Stevie's live performances have been going on for a long time already. So I think anyone who decides they're going to go are already prepared. It's like Lauren Hill. Like, we already know she's going to be late if she shows up at all. So no one shows up and then gets mad when she's a little bit late because you know what it is. I think that's the same way when it comes to Stevie Nicks. We've all kind of heard the stories. We've kind of seen the Grammy performances a little bit. So we kind of know what we're getting into. I think you got to look at the demos, man. I think you look at these headliners, George Strait, Erica Badu, and Stevie Nicks, and you go, okay, so the uh, 40, 50s crowd may get that, whereas the Billie Eilish 
Miley Cyrus stuff. You get everybody. I, yeah. yeah, and so, listen, I think that um, I, I'd be curious to see Stevie Nicks now. I felt like a few years ago I saw Tom Petty at a festival called May Kaboom. May he rest in peace, by the way. Yeah. And by, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was about a week later that he died. And I was like, you know what? I'm so glad I went to go see those kinds of shows, these kinds of acts. So I, I'd still see... I would still see Stevie Nicks. I know I got somebody sent me this uh, this festival also, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to Austin for that though. I mean, yesterday, yeah. yesterday I heard you say LZ that once Miley Cyrus was a headliner, you were out. Yep, and I'm tapping out on this one too, because you're telling me something about yourself, and you're letting me know I shouldn't be there. That's all. Are oh, you saying the festival? I thought you were talking to us for a second. No, 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 no. The festivals, the yeah. festivals, based upon their headliners now. Erica Badu did raise my eyebrow, but I'm assuming she's going to play other places as well. well so but but this like- Austin thing is is really interesting because Megan Thee Stallion is there, Doja Cat is there, Machine Gun Kelly, uh, Jack Harlow, right? Like, there's a lot of yeah, these um, are the same people that are going to be at Lollapalooza. So I'm sure going to be yeah. So I'm sure they're going to be at other places too. Right. You know, like I love Austin. I think Austin is a fantastic city. It is. Um, one of my favorite things about Austin. I'm not sure if it's still true now. Yeah. Um. But years ago, right across the street from where the governor, you know, offices are located, used to be a really tiny hole-in-the-wall gay bar. And they used to have, like, these drag queens that would perform, like, Blora Bush and George Bush when the Bushes were in office. (laughs) And I just thought that was so wonderful. (laughs) So wonderful that they found a way to protest without, you know, them actually being at risk of anything. Like, you can't stop drag queens in a bar behind closed doors from mocking you in drag, right? Mm-hmm. But it was like, you walked in, you were like, oh, man, they know y'all here. They know y'all here doing this. There was like a drag queen dressed up as like Dick Cheney one time. It was great. It was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So I love Austin for a wide variety of reasons. But I don't love it enough to get on a plane, go down to Texas, and see Stevie Nicks. Yep, I'm don't with love you it on that. Much. I'm with you on that. Now, listen, here's what I would do, though. I would drive an hour down to Dana Point to go to the Ohana Festival. Yeah, I didn't I've like that lineup either. I, oh, listen, I've never been. I, I would love to see it's a Eddie buy. Vedder with his but, – but it's his thing, and they've got Pearl Jam on Sunday. So, to me, I've never been to the Ohana Festival, and I, I think that to have Eddie Vedder have Pearl Jam there, that seems kind of cool. Real cool, as a matter of fact. I'm looking at the Ohana Festival here real quick. It's like I'm not Eddie a big Vedder, music one festival. night, and then is Pearl Jam like the next night. And it's like Kings of Leon, I think. And the Kings it's of Leon, Kings yeah. I was just like, come on, I mean, man. Kings of Leon is still a thing? That doesn't do They are still enough. a thing. I mean, they, didn't they just perform at the uh, draft? So I think they performed oh, the first yeah. night of the draft. Yeah. So they're still a thing, but um, it, it ain't my thing. Like, I've yeah. done that festival. Um, I did it when Eric Church performed, and mm-hmm. it was really lovely. I mean, the setup is nice. Oh, it's a beautiful place. Sure. Beautiful. Yeah. Beach is amazing. But the one thing that the pandemic has done for me is recalibrate how I spend my time and where I spend my time. Sure. I agree. And I'm like, all right, am I really trying to go down there and see these acts in that environment? No, I'm not. Yeah. Eddie Vedder, maybe, but I didn't. I mean, you know, when I was like 17, I loved Pearl Jam. I don't know how much I love them now. Oh, you know my what I mean? God. Pearl no, Jam. Pearl now, Jam's amazing. Pearl Jam's like, listen, you got to keep you got to put Pearl Jam in the category of all time great rock and roll bands. So in other words, if I said to you, hey, do you want to go see Paul McCartney? And you go, yeah. Or if I said to you, hey, you want to go see the Rolling Stones? You'd say, yeah. If you have a chance to see Pearl Jam, you jump, especially when you don't have to fly to Austin when it's happening in Orange County. Right telling you right now i mean pearl jam 
is an all-time great rock band. Yeah, they're, no, they're, they're great. amazing. They're, they're, they're great. I, I just, you know, I haven't really put a ton of, uh, you know, thought into Pearl Jam basically since like my high school years, to be frank with you. No, they're, they're really, really good. And you know, another surprising band live, and I say this because I truly went there to mock them, um, Coldplay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, first of all, because of all the, I mean, there's so many great jokes about Coldplay in general. But what's his face, the lead singer from Coldplay? I mean, that dude is good. No, Chris Martin is really good. We went, so they were a headliner at Lollapalooza, but Lollapalooza has multiple headliners at the same time all weekend long. Right. So you can choose, you know, pick and choose however you want. And we went to, to Coldplay to laugh at them for the first 15 minutes and then go to a band that we really wanted to see. And we ended up staying and, like, singing with our hands together. <laughs> and we're like, yellow! And we were just like, what's happened to us? <laughs> but they were so good live. And Pearl Jam was like that, too. They're so good live. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I, I would watch them if you guys... I mean, you're both selling me on it. I mean, Ber Bergman, do you like Pearl Jam? I'm not a huge Pearl Jam guy. No. Yeah. Have you seen them live? I have not seen them live. So okay. So change good it. live. Wow. Let's go. I mean, Pearl Jam is just, I'm telling you guys, if you go to a Pearl Jam show and they give you their best of their best, and I'm talking like their top 30 or 40 songs, you'll know every word to every song. And by the way, if you don't, don't worry about it because everybody around you will know every word to every song. And the beauty of it will be everybody will be singing, everybody will be sweating, everybody will be dancing all over each other. I'm telling you, that's the kind of music Pearl Jam plays. That's the kind of show that Pearl Jam puts on. I mean, George, okay. come on, man. Isn't it kind All of right. like grungy, though? Isn't it like, you know, Jeremy's grunge song? Jeremy's broken. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, 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 it was called grunge back then in the early 90s. Right, but, right. But, that, but now yeah. it's Now we just rock. call it rock. Yeah. Spoken. <laughs> See, I'm not like... Spoken. I always put Pearl Jam and like Bush together and no, no, Nirvana no. and that kind of... Like they're all kind uh, of yes, together Nirvana. at the same time. I mean, no. Nirvana, sure. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm not fighters. a fan. Not a I mean, fan. Foo Fighters for sure. Foo Fighters like the evolution. Yeah. Foo Fighters is better. I like Foo Fighters. I mean, better than what? Ben? Pearl Jam? Yeah, no, Pearl I Jam. Would yeah, I that. would. No, yeah. oh, no. I personally, Foo oh, Fighters. You do. You like them better. I Foo Fighters a little poppy for me. Just you know. Nah, just Foo Fighters person. amazing. You see Foo Fighters? No, they're good. In person, they're you, good. You, but a, a little. I'm not going to a concert to go see the Foo Fighters. Oh my god, dude! They're Foo good. Fighters in concert are incredible. I'm sure, look, they look Dave performers. Grohl seems super fun, yes. and I like him as a personality. But I just, you know, it's dude, not. I'm for telling me. you, in concert, which, which rock band would you see? Or are you not a rock person? No, I do like rock. I like rock bands. I mean, I don't know. Just give me one, like you know. I mean, you give me one. <laughs> I mean, we, we gave I you mean, five. You say you're I, not going to see any of them. So you well, give us what you well, want Well, I don't know if I wouldn't say I wouldn't see any of them. I, would, I, I just told you you'd convince me to see Pearl Jam. All right, so you would see Pearl Jam. Yeah, I would, con I would be convinced to All see right, Pearl Jam. All right, let's do a live, like, let's get Chris to set a remote at a Pearl Jam concert. Right. Well, it's September 24th is the, uh, is the Friday at Ohana Festival. So oh, maybe God, we could Ohana. do a live broadcast from Doheny State Beach. Is that Sunday? Let's, let's go. Make it happen. I feel like a that's Sunday. a Friday. What day is that? I feel I like it's, it's a Sunday. I think it's a three-day festival. The yeah. first day is Kings of Leon. The second yes. is Eddie. And the third is Pearl Jam. Yes, right, right, right. Yes, Sunday is Pearl Jam. That's right. I did check I, it can, out. Can I, I, can I, I seriously considered it. All right. Can I sneak in a call here real quick? I, these poor people have been on hold for a really long time. Greg right? said we got to wrap. <laughs> Damn it. Right now. I swear to God, if you're on hold, I'm going to get to you in the next segment. <laughs> I, 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 your I, calls. Look, I, I, I swear... I swear. George, I swear. We got a wrap. We got a wrap, George. I swear. We're going to force him to take calls. Let's take calls. 
Damn it, Jim. I'm just a DJ. I'm not a rapper. There we go. Foo Fighters. There's Dave Grohl. I'm telling you, I love the Dave Grohl HBO thing they did a couple years ago, the Sonic Highways. I watched that. I like them. I, you know, just I don't know if it's that much to go in concert. LZ, I like Cage the Elephant. You like them? I do like Cage the Elephant. Okay, there you go. I, I just have to think that for a second. <laughs> you know, that I, I you know, I, and I love the '90s. Like you know, I mean, I, I mean, in the '80s, like I, I mean, I love, I love. I mean, I've told you how you know I've gone see Depeche Mode in a million different cities over the you know <laughs> years. So like, <laughs> so I love the '80s and '90s, but like it's just. You know, I, I just I haven't seen. That. I haven't really thought of Pearl Jam since like I don't know, 1995, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Eddie's like how Jorge's giggling in the back every time you mention Depeche Mode. He laughs at you. No, no, no. It's not no, Depeche no. Mode, man. Because it was LZ's comment. Oh, VH1. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I, I get in and get out. And The Cure. I would watch The Cure. Robert Smith. No, I mean, listen, these but bands. But a rock the, band, though. Yeah. I mean, the no, Cure I get it. Not Pearl Jam, man. I'm telling yeah, you. Like a like a. Like Depeche Mode is not Pearl Jam. Like Mana, you know? Oh, well, I would uh, say Depeche Mode <laughs> is equally, if not more important than Pearl Jam in the way we evolved the music today. Not even close. What? You're out of your mind, okay? Let me explain something close. to you. I All the EDM music. Oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're going to take the L on this one. All the, EDM, all the EDM music you hear now is all based on Depeche Mode. All that of it. That is so not true. That's oh, that, okay. Go, go ask all these so DJs. Go ask all these DJs. They all say, they all shout out Depeche Mode every single time they have a shouting conversation about Depeche the, their Mode, origins. Shouting out Depeche Mode is very different than the origination of EDM. That is very different. They can say they were influenced by Depeche Mode, have no problem with that at all, but Depeche Mode did not start EDM. They did not start it, LZ, but they're the most influential band when it comes to EDM. It's not even close, I think. Well, I guess Just it all depends you, on the band. I, I don't know how, what metrics we should use to decide who's the bigger, better band uh, between Pearl Jam and Depeche Mode, but if we went to like record sales and concert ticket sales and longevity and all these other things, well, I'm going to tell you right one. now, Pearl Jam wins. What? Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know if that's accurate. I could be wrong about that, but I, I don't know if that's accurate either because they've been making music since the 80s. So, um, I'm going to stand yeah. on the Pearl Jam side. The only yeah. reason why I push back, George, is because house music, which gave birth to techno, which gave birth to EDM, originated in the Midwest here in the States. And it was a hybrid of disco. So it's America that gave you <laughs> the, the, the foundations of EDM. That's well, in Chicago. My, Chicago, exactly. House music. And then it moved over to Detroit where we gave them techno music. And then all the boys from England who loved black people, because remember, England, for whatever reasons, loved black music. <laughs> you know, that goes all the way back to the Beatles. Um, they came over and learned some stuff from the brothers who were spinning here and took it back over to London, and that's how that whole scene kind of got grooving and moving. But EDM came from techno, techno came from house, house came from disco, and all that's America. I don't know. I found a big an article here. It says Depeche Mode, grandfathers of EDM. The grandfathers, huh? Yeah, it all depends on who's writing the story. It's the old African saying, until the lion starts writing their own story, the hunter's always going to be the hero. 
That's exactly what I, <laughs> I don't even say. know what that means, but that's it sounds really profound. That's exactly what I was going to say. It was the exact phrase I was going to use. I mean, that one was over my head Gosh, even. Darn, I mean, one thing is for it to be over your head, but to be over mine is a different level, I, I mean, feel like. Gosh, no offense. Took but. that one from me. Well, here, yeah. then I'll, I'll, I'll try a different variation of it. <laughs> It's always going to be his story until she speaks up and makes it her story. Ooh, I like that. That makes way more sense to me. Thank you. George, are you really going to the phones, or are you going to say at the end of this segment? No, damn it. I'm going going to Mike in Long Beach. Mike, how the hell are you? Well, guys, how are you? Oh, bro, I thought you had hung up, and I was going to be, like, so angry of myself. Go ahead, Mike. I'm glad you're here. Uh, No, no, I love it. I mean, I love you guys' show, man, like. That hour and a half in traffic, man, kind of went by real quick. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Yeah, so, but, so uh, talk to us, dude. Just about touching, yeah, just touching on the Lakers. You guys, can I talk to you guys? You guys sound like, you guys are, like, it's like a panic mode. Like, why? Like, this shouldn't be a panic. We got LeBron. We got AD. We got Alex Caruso. We have Drummond. Everybody say that he's not healthy. Like, do you really think he's going to play not healthy? Like, think about it. Like, I don't think he may have a choice at this point. Do- I think he has a choice. His contract says he has a choice, and his injury, like, I'm pretty sure he wants to play longer. He invests so much money in his body. Like, I was the biggest LeBron hater. I'm going to be 100% real with you. I'll say it right now. Then when he came to the Lakers, then we started getting at these inside stories, like backstage Lakers and, you know, all this other type of stuff that I'm able to see. I'm like, damn, this guy is pretty good at what is he doing. And, you know, really, he's been in the league for so long. Yeah. I think he know what he's doing. You know, like last night's game, I knew, the, like, even though the Lakers, I had a hint that if the Lakers lose, they're not going to lose game eight. I still wasn't worried. I mean, I mean, not the game eight, but the AC, the last right. game, the mm-hmm. playing. Mm-hmm. I knew for a fact that they wasn't gonna, they're not going to lose it. It's just that in my eyes, what changed the game was when Anthony Davis got that double check. Was it with Draymond or was yeah. it somebody else? I don't know. That was it up. right there. That was a twenty. It was Anthony Davis and um, right there, I think Mulder. Have... Mulder, Michael Mulder, I want to well, say. Who, by the way, Michael Mulder, do you know who he's named after? No, um, who? Mike? Mike, no. in, do you know who's, who Michael Mulder? He's named after Michael Thompson. No, he's I spelled, don't know. Yeah, he's, his, they, his really? parents were big Laker fans, and they loved Michael, and they named him after Michael. M-Y-C-H-A-L. That is a true story. It, but it's true. AD and Drummond did get locked Thanks, up. It wasn't Drummond who got the tech. Um, but I will say this. That was that was kind of an important moment where, I, I, at least I thought, where AD was really – we talked about this a little bit, that you know, he needed to kind of put his team on his shoulder when LeBron was out. It's good to see AD yapping out there and, uh, and, and being willing to mix it up with Draymond. I, I liked it because, let's face it, in the first half, Draymond – as small as he is in compared to AD, he got a lot of strength. He got a lot of courage, and, and he played a great first half against AD in particular. He played a great game against AD. Yeah, but just a great game all the way around. He played a prototypical Draymond game. Yeah, he had which an amazing was as, game. as Charles likes to make fun of him. I know uh, he calls it the triple single, but <laughs> it, it, but it was as you know that's him like. Eight, nine assists, right? Ten rebounds, you know, seven, eight points. Like, two points. That's when he's at his best. Yeah. How about from, last, from, last from night? From beginning to end, from yeah. beginning to end, Draymond was the second best player on the court. From beginning to end, he was the second best player. I mean, would you make the argument that the Warriors might have had the two best players on the court, period, the entire game, if you had to from, look at the entire game? From beginning game? to end? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the only reason why it was a game. Right, because our two best players underperformed in that first half, and their two best players performed well in both halves. Yeah, let's go to Greg and in Inglewood. Greg, how are you? 
I'm good, guys. How are you guys doing? Excellent, sir. Now that you're here, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, but I just want to talk about the game last night. Uh, I didn't. I don't. Really, I don't walk away with any type of worries. Um, ultimately, our our biggest worry is the health of LeBron and AD. Um, they looked. You know, they of course they didn't look 100, percent but they looked uh, as good as they're going to be. Um, I think every game brings about different scenarios, as we all know. And I think it's. You know, I think Schroeder's going to be okay. I think you know, eventually Drummond and uh, Trez, all those guys are going to be useful. It just depends on the series that we need them for. Last night, you know, the Warriors played small, so. Um, AD at the five was effective, um, and you know, having thankfully West and Caruso came in and gave us some effective minutes. So I think we'll be good going forward as long as, of course, you know, AD and LeBron is healthy. Uh, thank All you, right. brother. Appreciate thank you. you. Uh, yeah, look, I think the them being nimble, LZ, and thank mm-hmm. you, Greg, for the call is going to be part of this. You know, if I were trying to beat the Lakers, I would pick my poison. And my well, po- I, I would have a game plan. Do you? Well, would well my, you like my to hear? poison, my poison would be, I'm going to play big, because oh, no. the Lakers are unstoppable when they play small. When they play small ball, there's no chance, because AD and AD at the five and LeBron at the floor at the four, is just ridiculous. It's two cheat codes on the court at the same time. It's just too much. No one can match up with that. But if you play big and force the Lakers to try to make life work with Andre Drummond or Trez or Marcus Saul, you have a better chance because small ball is just – you can't out-small ball the Lakers. You just I, I, can't. Well, look, I, I, I mean, I, yes, to this point I would agree with you. I will say this. Not that I – and again, I don't think it, it'll work because of the – you know, as I've stated, I think the defense is the biggest issue with this particular squad – but Brooklyn's going to try it because they're going to go even smaller. Greg said rap. <laughs>